In the holy name of Jesus, amen. When the people of Israel first celebrated the Passover, Moses told them to remember the day. It was a crucial day in their history. It was the day of their salvation. Remember this day, he said, this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. Later, as Israel was about to enter the Promised Land, Moses reminded the people of God's commandments, and he added this comment to the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day. He said, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day, and in fact the whole life of the people of Israel, was to be spent in remembrance. If they remembered their slavery, then they would remember the salvation of God. If they remembered where they had come from, then they would be grateful for where God had brought them. And if they remembered the words of the one who set them free, and if they would abide in those words, then they would truly be his people and he their God. If we're going to properly commemorate the Reformation today, we can only do so from this perspective, that the Reformers say to us, exactly the same thing that Moses said to the people of Israel. Remember. One of the biggest issues at stake in the Reformation was repentance. What is it? What does it look like? How does it work? We know that it's central to the gospel. John came preaching a baptism of repentance, and Jesus began his ministry by saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. But as is always a temptation for us, false teachers at the time of the Reformation had turned repentance from good news and a proclamation of the gospel into a demand and a means of coercion. Repentance had become a thing that you had to do before God would love you. But that's not what repentance is at all. It's not a condition on God's love. In fact, repentance only ever follows from God's love. One way to understand repentance is to think of it as remembering. The first of Martin Luther's 95 Theses, which is printed in your service folder, read like this. When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, Repent, he willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. That means that he willed the entire life of believers to be one of remembering. Specifically, remembering our slavery and remembering the salvation of God. 
remembering where we've come from and being grateful for where God has brought us. Remembering the words of the one who sets us free and abiding in those words so that we can truly be his people and he our God. We often think of repentance as mustering up some sort of sorry feelings or guilt or shame and then trying to do better. But in fact, repentance is something quite different. It's much less about you and much more about God. It's not about how you feel or what you do, but about how God feels and about what God has done for you. And so repentance is remembering that, remembering what God has done for you. And that's why it's not with repentant sorrow or repentant grief or repentant shame, but with repentant joy that we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of Jesus' body and blood on the cross. The Jews in our gospel lesson today seem to have forgotten that they were once slaves in Egypt. We're the children of Abraham, they said, and we've never been enslaved to anyone. And even more, at the time of the gospel, the Jews were under the rule of the Roman Empire, which certainly felt like slavery. But they didn't remember their slavery, and so they couldn't see the salvation of God. Now, slavery in Egypt was one thing, and subservience to Rome another, but Jesus gets straight to the point in our gospel lesson. The slavery that he is finally concerned about is slavery to sin. Paul puts it this way. He says, You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Slavery to sin is as good as death. But in baptism, through the cross of Jesus, you were freed from slavery to sin, and you were called children of God. He became your gracious Father, and you became the heirs of His kingdom. On that day, the day of your baptism, you went from being a slave to sin, dead in your trespasses, to a child of God, alive in Christ Jesus. And so, remember that day. Remember that day on which you came out from the house of slavery. For by a strong hand, the Lord brought you out from that place. And when you remember your slavery to sin and you remember the salvation of God, it's then that you are living a life of repentance. If ever you find yourself walking among the stacks in a theological library, I know it's probably rare, but if you find yourself there, chances are you'll run into the works of Martin Luther. In fact, you probably can't miss them. The comprehensive critical edition of Martin Luther's works has 121 volumes, bigger than your service folder and quite a bit thicker, 80,000 pages in all. The man was a prolific writer. But perhaps more amazing than the quantity of his writing is what Luther thought about all of his books. I wished that all my books were buried in a perpetual oblivion, 
he once wrote. Luther finally only agreed to have collections of his works published out of fear that others would do so without his permission and what he had written would be distorted or confused. But more than anything, Luther wished that his books would be buried so that Christians would read the books of the Bible, so that they would abide in the words of Jesus. Luther wanted his books to disappear so that Christians could do just what Jesus asks of them in today's gospel lesson. To remember. Not simply to remember theologians like Luther, but more importantly, to remember our slavery to sin and to remember the salvation of God. Luther wanted us to lead repentant lives, lives spent in remembrance of where we've come from and in gratitude for where God has brought us. Luther wanted us to lead lives spent remembering the words of the one who set us free and abiding in those words so that we can truly be his people and he our God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.